Let me just pray. Our gracious, loving God, you give us your word. So, Lord, today, open up your word that we may understand it more deeply, more more fully. May your Holy Spirit be upon us to know your word for our lives. Lord, we just pray this in your holy name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Okay, good. You're all awake. That's good to start with. Good place. It is such a joy and a privilege for me to be here sharing with you just a week and a day out from Christmas. It's not far to go. You know, I I have loved, and it's been a, a real privilege for me to get to know all of you people here. It's been, you know, it lifts my heart. And, you know, today as I was in worship here and just singing and praising with you, you know, it was, it, it was lifting my heart. You know, the music teams here are amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music team, you know, as much as Paul put himself down at playing drums, you know, if you put me in there, you wouldn't want that, you know. But, you know, look, you've got... Kids ministry happening, amazing stuff. You know, this church is doing wonderful things. And, and it fills me with, with pride, with, with joy just to be a part of this church. You know, I, I occasionally get to speak with other uh, uniting churches and other church people around the place. And I actually sing your praises. I sing the praises of Pittwater Uniting Church and what God is doing here. How you are... Your, your faith is deepening and how you're reaching out and how you are sharing faith. I share that with, with such joy and hope. I mean, isn't it uplifting when somebody sings your praise? Isn't it? You know, um, and, and actually rejoices in you. You know, did your heart lift a little bit? Fantastic. It lifts you up. It lifts your self-esteem. It boosts who you are. You know, you can stand a little bit taller when somebody offers the joy of praise upon you. That they actually have just joy in your presence of who you are. You have a little bit more sense of purpose that you can actually do a little bit more. But on the flip side of that, have you noticed when, when you experience, and we all have experienced this way too many times in our life, harsh words, critical, condemning comments from others, the words that are opposite of a joyfulness of, and that, that brings life to us. You, you know that feeling? As, as I mentioned that, I'm sure many of you just went, oh, I've got that knot that's just come back from whatever word that was just recently spoken to you. That was negative. Today, I want to actually explore the concept of joy with you. I want to, ex- you know, and, and how that foundation of joy is actually found in, in Christ, in Jesus. However, I, I want to also explore this, and I want to start by exploring it from one of the Old Testament minor prophets, Zephaniah. We just had it read for us. Um, and, and minor prophets um, doesn't mean that they're. they're that they're smaller or lesser, not as important. It's just that they're, they're, they're shorter in the looks. Zephaniah is only three chapters. It's not um, minor as in young or minor as people that dig holes in the ground. It's minor as in being, you know, sli- smaller. 
in, in stature. It's not like the major prophets. But Zephaniah, I'm getting sidetracked here. Zephaniah, um, like the other prophets of, of his time, that, as in Isaiah and Namer and Habakkuk, all in their books all spoke of judgment and hope. So they spoke of judgment and hope. They spoke of God's judgment, which was inevitable. It was happening. But even though that there was God's judgment and that was inevitable, there was hope that God was going to restore his people and rebuild the nation. In the three chapters of the book of Zephaniah, there is, there is a stern message of God's righteous judgment upon the people that have gone astray, that have, that have created their own idols, that have be, become their own, worshipped themselves rather than the Lord. But there's also a hope and a promise that one day the Lord will live amongst his people and we will be glad and we will rejoice because God is amongst us. You know, this is a promise. This is a promise of Jesus and Jesus is going to come and be there. It's a promise of the Messiah that is going to be with the people and sing praises because of that. So let's actually have a look. And I just want to look at a little section of Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. And we'll put it on the screen. It is on the screen already. And it says this, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. You know, what, what are we doing there? Is that a sense of worship, isn't it? You know, when we talk about worshipping, we often talk about um, that, the sense of singing and praising. And, 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 but it, not only, it's, it's, it's not just like a, a reverent kind of worship. It's something that's full of joy, isn't it? It's, it's like, you know, life and power. You know the difference between a dirge and a, you know, and, and a lively song? When you, when, you, when you sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with your heart. Do you think that's a dirge? Do you think that's like a... Oh, no, it's not. It's, 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 it's got life. It's got love. It's got joy sitting in there. And it can be glad and rejoice with all of your heart. So this is, this is for us to sing and rejoice, be glad inside of us. Uh, so be glad and rejoice with all your hearts, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemies. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live amongst you. There's a promise. That God is going to go and live amongst us, be here, present. And we know that that is fulfilled in Christ. And at last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster. And why don't we fear disaster? Because we know that God has already saved us. No matter what is happening in his life. That's why we don't fear disaster. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living amongst you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. So this is God. This is our Savior. This is the Messiah. This is going to take delight in his people. And with love, he will calm your fears. He will rejoice over you with the joyful songs. I love the way the new 
Living Translation phrases that. God is going to sing over you with joyful songs. Just as I started today's message with a bit of uplift, God is doing that for each and every one of you. He's singing a joyful song over you. Let, let me just go, you know, when, when we read Rejoice within the Bible, um, we, we need to kind of understand what that's meaning. It's, 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 a, it's a feeling, it's to feel or to show great joy and delight. So, you know, sometimes um, the, the people that um, do the translation for the Bibles will put in Rejoice or they might put in uh, sing joyfully or be full of joy. So it's, the, it's, those, it's meaning the same thing in that. So we've, we're having great joy and delight. And why do we have great joy? We have it because God is going to be amongst us. And we know that that, even for us now, we know Jesus was here, but we still continue to have joy that God is going to be there because the Holy Spirit is with us ever-present with us now. We know we have joy because God is going to come and live amongst us, the birth of Jesus giving us great joy. And, and, and what I actually want to do is actually just go into how the, the announcement of the birth of Jesus was announced by the angels to the shepherds and recorded in Luke's gospel. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, and he's saying this, the, the angels are saying this to the shepherds. And if we think about this, that it's not just about that suddenly angels are popped in and they're, they're, they're kind of frightened of what's going on, but think about the history that's happened, that they are rejoicing because God is present and he's going to walk amongst them. Think about the reason why they would rejoice. Rather than, oh, don't be afraid, God has got you. Here's a promise that the disaster and everything else is going to go away and God is going to be here with you. And it says this, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That's the announcement. That's the start of the announcement. It is with joy that the announcement of Jesus' birth has been given to those shepherds. Not only do we have joy in the coming of Jesus, in the announcement of Jesus, but God continues to rejoice over us, sing joyfully over us. Let me push this a little further. God rejoices over us when we turn away from our wicked, sinful ways and turn to God. See, this is why God rejoices over us. When we turn from our self-centered ways and we place God as our Lord and Savior, the, the leader of our life. I'm going to share another verse from Luke chapter 15, verse 7. And this is what God and the whole heavenly host is doing when a sinner turns towards God. It says, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. This is what it says. In the same way, there is more, what, more joy. Notice that word again. There is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So what is God doing? What is the whole heavenly host doing? They are singing with joy when somebody turns back to God. They are singing and celebrating with joy of turning towards God. 
So we, we celebrate. So when we come to, to Christmas, as we work our way into this season, which is known as Advent, which is coming towards the, the Christmas story, we, we focus on these four different words. We, we're focused on hope. We're focused on peace. We're focusing on joy. And we'll be focusing on love next week. But they are words that encompass who God is very nature of who God is and what we experience from that and what we experience from Jesus coming into the world. We experience hope. We experience peace. We experience joy. We experience love. But when we think about joy, we, we you know, let me say this with all honesty. The world seeks pleasure. At every point, doesn't it? If, if you can live a pleasurable life, you know, fill yourself with food, with wine, whatever it might be, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are seeking pleasure instead of seeking joy. They want to have this instant gratification, happiness in their life rather than a sense of joy and purpose that, that leads them beyond themselves. If we look at a more biblical perspective around joy, it's a unique kind of perspective. Yeah, we, we find joy in many places um, and recorded in many times across the Bible. Um, and here are some of the places that, um, that you'll find that, that kind of talk about joy. Um, there's joy in weddings. You know, The Bible talks about the joy of a wedding, the, the joy of children, the joy of food, the joy of a good bottle of wine. Believe it or not, it does say that. Um, joy in God's creation. You've got to go and look in Psalms for that. So if you want to look, go and look it up, ask me later, and I'll tell you where it is. Um, but, you know, um, the, the joy of, you know, God's creation. We've been talking about the cicadas singing and, you know, out in our world. But we, we find, we actually find joy in the created order as well and what's there. However, the Bible teaches us that when we look beyond our circumstances, beyond our current situations, we look beyond them to find joy. Let me, let me put that into a, a kind of a, a bit of a deeper thing for you. If we pursue happiness through the things that happen to us, through our external experiences, external stimuli, if we are just seeking happiness because of what we consume and what we have and the circumstances around our, around our life, when they are negative towards us, we fall over because all we are doing is waiting for that stimuli to come and speak into us to kind of give us a buzz and a feeling of happiness. But talking about biblical joy means that even in the midst of those tough times, in the midst of the hardship and the things that aren't going right, or, or whatever, we know that we actually have joy because we know that God has already fulfilled through Christ. We know that we will be restored completely in the end times with our God. We know that we have something that is beyond ourselves, and it's in God that we place our trust. And therefore, because we placed our trust in God, we place our joy in God as well. 
Biblical joy is not a here-now moment. It is a future-looking point. We're not looking at our circumstances. We are looking at what God is continue doing in our life and will fulfill when we come together at the end of time. And if we, you know, Jesus also taught about this. We're going to look at Matthew 5, verses 11 and 12. And this is actually on the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes. Same thing. Where, where Jesus is giving us insight into, into the, how, how people are blessed, how God is blessing people. Um, and, and, and it gives us an insight into the future-looking um, joy that we will have that looks beyond our circumstances. So Matthew 5, verses 11 and 12, it'll be on the screen for you. Um, it's also, if you're following on in the sermon notes, it's in all of those readings are in there as well. Blessed are you when people insult you. Now, that's a circumstance thing, isn't it? So if somebody comes up and insults you, do you feel good about yourself? Now, we talked about that. You know, it pulls you down. But blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, or falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of who? Because of Jesus. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. There's that word again. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For the same way that the, the persecuted they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Here's that forward-looking rejoicing, the forward-looking joy because you have placed your trust in Jesus. And this is not to, that we should suppress or ignore our circumstances or the pain that we may have. It's, it's actually more that the fact that that pain, those circumstances, they don't define us. Our pain, when we're seeking joy in our life, it's not because of the circumstances that define us, but God's promise upon our life that defines us. And we find joy in that. We find joy in the fact that we are loved and known by God, that we are sung over by God. I love the way Zephaniah places it. That the Lord is going to walk amongst us. And will sing praises and sing joyfully over you that turn towards God. Let me ask you this question as we wrap up today. You know, we, we have hope in God. We have hope in the saving action uh, that God has already done. We place our trust in what Jesus has done. And, bring, and when we do that, that brings us joy. Think back. If, you have, if you've asked God into your life, it may have been yesterday. It may have been many years ago. Think back to that time when you asked for God to come into your life. And the joy and the, the hope and the wonder that was there at that moment. I think back when, when I first asked Jesus into my life. And I, and I remember the joyful tears. I remember the hope that's there that, Yes, I'm not defined by the things that I've done. I'm not defined by the circumstances around. I'm defined by God. And that was joyful. That was, you know, there was a sense of joy in all of that. I want you to think back to that. If, you have, if you've asked Jesus into your life, think back into that moment 
and recall that, bring that back in, because God is singing joyfully over you. God is singing joyfully over you. But if you haven't, if you haven't actually asked Jesus into your life, if you haven't adopted that promise in your life, if you are wondering or teetering around on the edge of all of this, I, I encourage you right now. We're going to have a moment here. We're going to just come into, into prayer and then we're going to come into our next song. So I'm going to invite the band up just to come and just start um, playing a little bit of our next song that we're going to have. And, and if you feel though in your life, now, and you want to come down and you want to have some prayer, um, please do so. But if you feel that God is prompting you right now, that God is urging you to, to look beyond your circumstances, no matter what it is, and uh, be seeking joy to know Jesus in your life, I encourage you to come and pray with me right now. Gracious, loving God, Beyond all things, beyond all time, space, stars, this world, you are. You're at the beginning of time. You're at the end of time. Lord, you created the complexity of the world and the universe. And yet, you've placed us here right here in this moment. Lord, we ask. We ask for your forgiveness upon our lives when we have strayed away from your purpose. Lord, we, we are a sinner. We are somebody that has not followed your ways. We've placed ourselves in front of you, and we ask for forgiveness because of that. Lord God, fill us with your joy today. Sing over us. May we have hope for a future that only you can give us. May we have peace within our life and within the world around us. May we experience joy. Not just happiness, but true joy in our lives. May we know your love upon our lives. Oh Lord, we claim, we ask that you be our Lord, our Saviour, our leader. May our lives follow along your path that you are laying before us now. And may we walk that joyfully in your holy name. Amen.